2: the biggest breaking news stories an outspoken
0: opinion the breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on talk radio
2: good morning to you it's Thursday the 17th of August you're watching breakfast with me Julia Hartley Brewer on talk coming up students across the country will see their a level T level and BTEC results this morning with an estimated hundred thousand students uh, getting fewer a and a star grades uh, being awarded on those courses meanwhile the Prime Minister says he is really optimistic that Britains will feel Better off next year after inflation fell from 7.9% to 6.8% in July. Oh, maybe he's going to have to be optimistic for all of us, eh? And a worker has been sacked after priceless artifacts dating back to the 15th century BC have been stolen from the British Museum. 6.33 is the time. This is talk breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed. I know in an awful lot of households there'll be a lot of nervous students. Who are we kidding? As if they'll be awake at 6.33 in the morning. Lucky to get my uh, my teenager up by 11 uh, during the school holidays. Um, but uh, a lot of nervous parents as well. Hundreds of thousands of youngsters waiting their A-level results. Some A uh, couple of hundred thousand waiting tech results. Uh, just a few thousand awaiting their T-level. Those technical, technical vocational results are all coming out today. Um, you know, these are the exams that will, you know, set your future for a lot of people. They, whether you're getting to university or not, maybe the end of your full-time education, going into the world of work. Those grades you've got. Well, you've been told if you have one of that, that, that generation, you are the unluckiest cohort ever. Why? Well, because there's been massive, rampant grade inflation during the lockdown years, 2020 and 2021, seeing a massive increase in the number of pupils getting the top grades of A and A star. Uh, but uh, that is ending or ended to a certain extent last year. They went back a bit and going back down again this year. Few pupils expected to get those top grades, getting back somewhere in the region of where we were in 2019. But... the same people who did miss out on a lot of teaching, schools closed, no lessons at all uh, and also didn't get to sit their GCSEs, uh, so they haven't had the practice of external exams before Uh, so we're going to be talking about all of that including with the Education Secretary uh, Gillian Keegan later in the show and of course we will be talking about the Lionesses beating Australia 3-1, fantastic match, whatever James Mack says. Uh, Right now let's talk to writer and commentator Candice Holdsworth who joins us in the studio. Good morning to you. Morning. Uh, You're very lucky I'm going to say today because A, you've got two children under the age of Four. Yes. You're not dealing with G- we've got nope. GCSEs next week in our household. And you've got no A levels, nothing to do with. Also, you grew up in South Africa, so you haven't gone through the absolute frank joke of uh, of the politicisation of of exam grades at the end of you, end of school because you didn't do A levels. But um, watching it, I mean, although you've lived here for years, watching this sort of semi from the outside, what does it look like to you? To me, this year especially, especially for this
1: cohort of pupils, I really do feel sorry for them. It really is true that it's been so horribly disrupted. They haven't had normal schooling. They haven't sat exams properly. They've gone through things like grade inflation, which is going to affect the way that they go to university. So I do feel some sympathy for them. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. But let's see what happens, you know. It doesn't set your future. I mean, I think, think far too much pivots on the yeah. decisions you make yeah. at the age of 18. It's only a very short, a very tiny snapshot of who you are as a person. Exactly. You're going to grow, you're going to develop. And there are so many skills that you need in yeah. life to be successful, not just being academic.
2: Oh, absolutely. And again, I, I, look, I, I sit great stall by, the by, you know, I got, oh, I got my grades, my, my, my going to good university it was absolutely life changing for me. Um, and I, you know, obviously, I want my daughter to do well. I mean, who doesn't want their kids to do well at school? Um, but I'm also well. You know, my two best friends and my husband all left school at 16. Yes, yeah, well, um, and have all done very well. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, yes. you know, people, you know, people do, and you can go back to so yeah. it All is not lost. Well, we are going to be live from a school uh, in Luton, um, where we're going to be talking to pupils as they open their results. I know we've all been there. Um, what I've insisted, though, as said every year, like one year we had these two. I mean. I mean, they were just, they literally looked like, you know, supermodels. Um, gorgeous girls. I and mean, they were lovely. I mean, all credit. I, I got the mum on because we should give more credit to the mums and dads in these scenarios. And um, they got four grade A's. Um, I don't know if the A stars were even available then in top subjects. Uh, both of them, gorgeous twins. And it was like, wonderful. But I said, no, after that as lovely as they were can we have some ordinary kids please yes I mean just ordinary kids getting ordinary grades because everyone's got this skewed idea where everyone gets A grades well there was a point when pretty much everyone seemed to do that back in 2019 um, 25% of A levels got an A or an A star um, back and then in 2020 when they cancelled the exams and then of course everyone was given these grades by the teachers say oh yeah my, yeah well, my my kid who's my pupil who's never had a more than a grade C I'm, I think they would get a grade A this year um, the, uh, the the education secretary and the various exam boards said they you know, they knocked those down by a grade or even two grades massive outcry from all the, the, the parents of Johnny and Jane and uh, and of course all the also the newspaper editors whose kids were involved let's face it that's it's just how like these endless get meddling endless meddling and so they were all upgraded so in 2020 we ended up with 38% roughly of uh, g- grades being an A or an A star 2021 even madder 45% that went back in 2022. They brought it back down to 36%. Again, still way higher than in 2019. So the youngsters who had the least amount of teaching, we think, are more capable of getting a top grade look this is a nonsense and and it needs to go back so do you think it is the right decision as un, as as unlucky as it will be for these youngsters they were in year 10 so the first year of their gcse's when this started this is the first formal exams they sat outside of their schools um, you know even though you know it's unfair on them it's the right thing to do to bring these grades back to some semblance of well, they were still, in my view, still too many top grades, but but somewhere back to normality. You have to, because I think
1: otherwise, when people get to university, they're just going to get a huge shock. Uh, and we're seeing that, aren't
2: we? With the, was it, some universities are seeing. Thirty percent dropout rates, youngsters yes, that simply will aren't prepared for the courses. They're
1: not prepared for the courses, and that's terrible for them. That will knock their self confidence, and you can't have that happening. But I just, I feel so angry that policymakers are messing with kids like this at such a yeah. key developmental stage of their lives. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't do well at university, you know, you can really feel like you're a failure and that can affect you and it can really have a huge impact. And you've got a huge debt. You Well, you've got a huge debt as well. But I do have a problem, though, with so many people going to university. I do feel like there's far, 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 far too many universities. There are Doing negative. Rubbish courses. There are a negative signal in the, the workplace. If you've got a university, for, you've got a degree from a bottom ranked university that doesn't reflect well. And then you've put on, you've got loads of debt. You're not yeah. necessarily going to get a good job. Exactly. It's a huge it's
2: when it's when people are going. that people people are getting first from some sort of really really low rank university in a, in a sorry a, a low rank subject yeah. compared with people doing you know top science subjects at top universities world class universities and you think well, what are the what are the odds that you got grade you know Cs and Ds at A level but you suddenly got a first I know in your, I mean well, I'm sorry it doesn't it doesn't ring true but again bang on about this for years but these are basic facts you know fewer than 50 percent of 16 year olds are able to get grade c or above gcse's five grade c or above gcse's and that's with massive, massive grade inflation on GCSEs over the years. Yes. Um and a and, and grade C now would have been a grade A, 20, um, twenty, thirty years ago. Yes. That's the reality. they yes. they've, they've actually done well, they've actually done those looked at those exams, that's what you would have got. Um and, and yet we're saying that those youngsters are perfectly capable of going half of the youngsters are able to go to university. Yes. And benefit from it. Yes. And society can benefit from it. That's just so unlikely to be the case but the stakes have been raised so if you look at entry yeah. level jobs
1: now most of oh. them will ask for degrees and yeah. you think why yeah. someone who left school at 16 could easily do that job but then they're not able to get the jobs that they should be able to get so it has such knock-on effects
2: absolutely and again the crucial thing is i think most employers should be looking for is the right attitude work ethic i think yeah. ability to turn up on time every day i'm old-fashioned about that yeah um, you know with, a, with the right attitude knowing to dress appropriately be able to sort of look someone in the Shake a hand, talk to customers, whatever whatever the job is. Yes. These are such important, I mean, vital, vital skills. Which aren't taught in school. Often parents don't know how to teach them. Yeah, or think oh, it's just something you just know. Well, no, actually, you need to be taught them. No. And yet, then, and kids aren't getting the work experience we would have got. So, you know, when I worked on a burger takeaway and made pub lunches when I was, you know, 15, yes. 16, I had got that practice of interacting with yes. with people in the workplace. I mean, it's just yeah, it's, survival skills. Yeah, do you want fries with that? <laughs> I ask everyone that every day. I might ask, the, I might ask the education secretary that. We're going to talk to her a little later in the show. Um, but look, it is look, it is really difficult. I think the key point before we finish the conversation is only a point I will be making to the education secretaries. We wouldn't have got in this mess in the first place if we hadn't closed schools in 2020. Um, even, you know, former education secretaries, you know, Nadim as they've, they've said that we shouldn't have done that. Um, we should never have closed schools. Kids were never at risk. We closed schools for longer than any other country, I think, apart from Italy uh, in Europe. And Sweden didn't close schools at all for under 16s. Not one bit. They didn't miss a single day. They have no higher death rate. In fact, they have a lower death rate than us and a lower excess death rate since then as well. Um, That tells you, you know, this was an absolute travesty and kids are still not even being discussed, I think, until 2025 at the COVID inquiry.
1: No, and, you know, it's actually a problem with school refusal. It's everywhere that had lockdowns. In Australia, they've got huge problems now with kids just not wanting to go back to school and they're having to implement phased returns. Kids are actually just becoming really anxious now about school. It's had a huge impact and no one's taking any responsibility for it
2: whatsoever. I will never, ever not be angry about this every day, every day I die, because there are going to be children living with this. And that's the key thing. People say, oh, these are the people who are really affected. No, no, no! Newborn babies were affected. You didn't see people's faces. They've got children turning up to school in Japan where they wear masks all the time. Yes, you know, children are having to be taught how to read facial expressions because they and to make facial expressions because they've not been interacting with yeah. people doing this. They, I mean, we are the damage that has been done to our children for a whole generation is, we, I don't even think we've got to grips with how much. Awfulness we have put on these kids. So,
1: for my kids, uh, end of year show, he's four years old. She gave a speech and she said, You know, what we've been through together, she said, I met you all during a lockdown, Mm. during a lockdown. And it was sort of just this realization, like what yeah. we all went through together. I mean, we were crying. Everyone yeah. was
2: crying. People, people want to try and forget it. You can never forget it because, again, there's still people talking about, you know, oh, we should mask up again, more COVID variants. I mean, you, we've got to fight this every single day, folks. We'll be talking about all of that. I'm going to talk about uh, the lionesses up next and this British Museum theft as well. Uh, and also Rishi Sunak and his optimism. Nice to know someone's optimistic about the future, eh? This is Talk Breakfast.
0: See it, hear it, think it. Talk radio and talk TV. Pressure is mounting in the region as many with a large percentage of the population are facing, the owners facing interest rates and finding themselves
2: Bad news is all around, but good news is closer than you think. You're invited to hear a message of hope from Franklin Graham at the XL London on the 26th of August with live music by Christian artists Michael W. Smith. C.C. Winans and Newsboys. Visit godloveshoutour.org.uk for details about this free event. Calling all McCrispy lovers. Your favourite chicken burger has been remixed with delicious smoky bacon, hot and spicy mayo and a caramelised onion relish. As if you didn't love it enough already. The McCrispy Deluxe. It's your favourite chicken remixed. (laughs) Available until the 5th of September. Served after 11am. Subject to availability. (laughs) With BT, staying in
1: has never been so good. Now you can get BT Broadband, even at ultra-reliable full fibre, from only £27.99 a month, plus a £20 money-back speed guarantee and Norton security. Don't wait, offer ends 17th of August. Switch to BT today and win at staying in. New customers, CPI plus 3.9% increase each March. 999 upfront. 29.3% coverage, 24 month contract term supply. Today's mission, Money Super 7. Seven
2: cities, seven people to save. Update your locations. Almost reached Bristol bus
1: to save a customer up to £450 on their car insurance.
2: Good. And the rest of you?
1: On track to deliver savings on home insurance and credit cards within the hour.
2: I'll hold you to that. The rest of you step on it. Savings can't wait. See how much
1: you could save today with Money Supermarket. 51% of consumers could save up to 451 pounds pence. Consumer Intelligence, May 2023, UK only.
2: Your way from driveway to motorway. Talk Radio Travel Update. Well, in Essex, the M11 in both directions is now open following those emergency repairs earlier at Junction 8 for Bishop Storford. In Gloucestershire, the M32 South is closed at the minute due to an overturned lorry. From the M4 at Junction 19 for Bristol, to Junction 1 at Hambrook there. And also in Cumbria, the Northbound M6 all lanes are now open. The broken down vehicle's gone. Junction 37 at Kendall to Junction 38 at T-Bay and in Hertfordshire, the A1 Northbound at South Mim, partially blocked, you should overturn lorry. This is going to be uh, where it affects you at the M25. I'm Andy Hilbert. If Galaxy Chocolate tastes good to you, wouldn't it be great if it did good for others too? That's why by 2030, we commit to help 1 million people, including women, their families and their communities thrive. Just a little drop of pleasure could create ripples of hope. Galaxy Chocolate. Your pleasure has promise. Find out more at galaxychocolate.co.uk.
1: Essential, edgy, engaging. Advanced postulation for any angry nation. Ask for it by name. Talk
2: radio. The home of common sense on your mobile, on your wavelengths, Talk Radio and Talk TV. Good morning to you. This is Talk Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Britt. Thank you very much indeed for joining me on A-Level and Tech and T-Level Results Day. Anxious day for a lot of people. Uh, but um, obviously it was a bit of an anxious uh, morning yesterday uh, for our Lionesses, uh, but she didn't really need to be anxious at all. It was, it was a stonk of a match. That semi-final, the Women's World Cup in Sydney. Uh, Lionesses beating Australia's Matildas 3-1 to win their place in their very first World World Cup final. It's against Spain Sunday morning 11 a.m. We'll be live on TalkSport 2 uh, here uh, and, uh, uh, for us to, to actually listen to and to watch. Um, Candice, I mean, I don't know if you watch the match because my six-year-old's on, on summer holidays. My husband was working from home, uh, popping in and out. I have to say... I'm not knowledgeable about these things, as my regular audience will know. Um, but it looked like a darn good match to me. The first goal from Australia was very good. The first goal from us was superb. I mean, it was a really pacey match with a lot of skill. I've just watched a few clips. There's no way I can sit and watch
1: anything mm-hmm. at this stage of my life. Otherwise, I'll be told put the Lion King on. So, two, yeah. Two, yeah. Lion King, not lioness. It's two children
2: under four. Give her. A- she comes in here for a break.
1: <laughs> but I think it's amazing. I remember when women's football started to become huge, and I was. Watching in 2019, mm. and I actually had tears in my eyes. I just thought the the way that women's football
2: yeah. is being respected and treated—it's just incredible for yeah. young girls I, now, I mean, isn't it? I and mean, that's the key thing, isn't it? Is it and it's and it is about you know having the respect people getting to see it and therefore the money going into it, people bothering with it so that these women, for instance, don't have to work full-time doing other jobs and can yes. actually spend their time training. Yes. The skill level, um, they just looked so confident. It was it was just an absolute joy to watch and what a surprise. It features on an awful lot of the front yes, pages. Let's yes. have a look at those. Other times, I've got a picture of the Lionesses. England are ferocious in surge to a final. Um, also, this is the Sun Lion Yeses now bring on the Spaniards. Uh, we beat the wilting Matilda's of the sun. I have to say, I mean, uh, you'd be pretty confident about the World Cup final now. Here's the thing though, should um William and Kate fly out, you know, he's president isn't he of the well, Audrey Fred whatever he is of the F- F- FA. If it was the if it was the male England team, of course they would be there, but you just know there'll be a lot of debate about I mean going on behind behind the scenes in Kensington Palace or wherever it is they're living this week. The whole debate will be right. Do we go out there and show support for the women because it will be we would if it was the men the biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion the breakfast
0: briefing with julia hartley brewer on talk radio hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter